Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Realcom Live. Um, when I was thinking, we were just talking in the green room with all the speakers, and the word that keeps coming up in my mind about today's conversation is the word rich. Um, our conversation is literally going to go back 20 plus years. We're talking about a futuristic topic about, you know, how, where does Teams and Zoom go? What's the immersive experience in the office look like? And you would think that this is a, a relatively new conversation, one that, um, you know, came about as, as a result of the pandemic and a change in work style habits. This conversation is not new. Uh, in, the, in 2001, at our conference, we always like to walk the walk and not just talk it. Uh, we did three significant things. The first one was we helped introduce Google Earth, which was then called Keyhole. Number two, we teleported somebody from London, England, teleporting. You're going to learn more about that today. We brought a three-dimensional image onto our general session stage. The audience gasped, and um, the person there who was coming in virtually looked more live than I did 20 feet away at another podium. And um, it, it's just absolutely amazing what we accomplished with that teleportation. The last one was we, we did a webcast. We literally set up a camera and streamed to the web. Six people were watching. They were all our, our staff members. Nobody knew what webcasting was. But part of the, the conversation we're going to have today is these dynamic new technologies that are going to change the way we live, work, play. Um, why are they taking so long to be to be adopted by people out, um, you know, out there in, in the industry? So with no further ado, let me bring on our phenomenal guest for today, Cliff Pollan, co-founder of Wilo, Skip Rudenbush, founder and CEO of The Virtual Specialist, and Steve McNelly, CEO and co-founder of DV Holographics. Gentlemen, how are you? Hi. Nice to hey. see you. Did I mess up your names? <laughs> I, know all, I know all of you a long time, uh, uh, Steve and, and Cliff a little less, but um, sometimes it's just hard to pronounce the most simple of names. Um, gentlemen, it is a pleasure, absolute pleasure to have you here. This topic, to, in my opinion, is one of the most significant we can have as it relates to the future of work. And for that, the future of retail and the future of other things. It's not just limited to work. As I mentioned in my opening, we, we played around with this technology in 2001. Steve's going to talk about it a little bit more in depth in a couple minutes. Turns out it was his technology or his, his patents that we were playing with 21 years ago. Skip, I've known you for a very long time. You're going to be talking about virtual Anna, the virtual receptionist that that you did in the Weston Hotel. We're going to talk about that in detail. And I think we brought Anna into Realcom in 2007 or 2008. So that's 14, 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, and Cliff, uh, a little bit more uh, a newer relationship, but the stuff that you're working on and you're going to talk about today in conjunction with the technologies that Steve and Skip have been working on for their entire careers, it's a game changer, okay? So let's start with Steve. Steve, take a minute or two, give everybody a, a little idea of your extensive background on this whole concept of immersive experience, experiences and, and what the future may hold. Well, it goes back many, many years ago, but uh, you know, I've always just liked watching science fiction and um, from a little kid watching the Jetsons and watching people teleported into Star Trek. And uh, you always see uh, high quality conferencing of somebody popping into the room from a galaxy far, far away or from across the street. And, uh, um, you know, looking at the technology it was emerging in the 90s, 
um, I saw, oh my gosh, this is going to change the world. All of this stuff, the technology with compression and decompression and computing, it was all coming together. Um, one of my first patents was the video conferencing on a cell phone, which was sold in a uh, IP auction many years ago. And uh, I've been looking at all of these different evolution of all of these technologies and realized that psychology was missing from the communication experience. And so that's what I've dedicated my career, my life, and, and the evolution of it through uh, the many years here. And that is always thinking about what is it to be there in person and how do we simulate it? Life size, correct cultural proxemics, the appropriate looking technology or environment to just make it look like even though someone's not there, it really looks like they're there without looking like they're stuck on a TV set or a screen. That's been the evolution of what I've been doing. So here's so an this, there's a good, this is an idea of what you're talking about. So this is our latest system here, and we just started uh, uh, commercializing this during COVID. And uh, we have a uh, foreign country that has uh, installed many of them now uh, and looking into the future of how to bring whole cities together, um, augmenting the workplace with hollow offices in the workplace and in home as well. And we can go back to a little bit later, but that's creating what we call natural augmented reality not putting on glasses or anything. You just sit down and then it looks like someone appears on the other side of the table. Right. Um, right. And we had that conversation last week. We had the glasses conversation last week. Right. And there, there will be part, there will be a place in the world for that. But to me, walking into a physical environment with various technologies that don't require glasses has got an awful lot of runway. Oh, I, I, I agree. So, and I, I think all of the things with AR and VR, right now is exciting and, and, and task oriented, whether we live in those experiences or not, it's questionable. I right. think it's task oriented uh, uh, hardware to uh, accomplish things. I think it's it, there's a future, absolutely. But the reality is we are there in the room with each other naturally without technology. And that's what my goal has always been in all the designs that we've done in real estate and office spaces, meeting spaces is, I want all the technology to just disappear and even right. though someone's not there, they are there. Exactly. Um, one final quick question before we move on to Skip. Um, give us a high profile celebrity client just to give people an idea of the kind of folks you've worked with. With your teleportation, Steve. Steve, oh yeah, oh well. We've been in an interesting spot. We've not only for like the U.S. government installed immersion rooms of people walking around as holograms in the national laboratories and um, uh, major corporations have de deployed these systems inside of uh, uh, very specific meeting spaces and demonstration spaces. But we've also had a fun time over the years actually bringing this to the stage. One of the uh, most interesting things we ever did was we set up uh, uh, um, with uh, Cisco, actually, we set up a crew in uh, Cambridge and brought Stephen Hawking in live as a hologram to the Sydney Opera House. Wow. And uh, it was just amazing to see across the globe. And when they wheeled Stephen Hawking out and the first thing he said, and first of all, the audience of like three or four thousand people didn't even know he was going to show up as a hologram. But when they wheeled him out, the audience gasped. And then the first thing he said, and of course, I, I'm nervous. Is this going to work? This is a few years ago. And the first thing he says is, can you hear me? And wow. six, five, four or five thousand people in unison said, yes, we can. Wow. And it was extremely moving. And, you know, you know, in the light of an entrepreneur and over my career, there are moments that stand out as being, you know what, this is actually pretty darn cool. And yeah. so the, the question is, how do we bring this to that kind of amazing, inspirational connection of humanity, but do it on a daily basis? Exactly. That's my life's mission. 
Awesome. Skip, sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, he was watching the, the Jetsons. I was uh, implementing a virtual banking terminal. I did a video to kind of put it all together called Creating Wealth in the 21st Century. And it starts off with how you could be virtual in your space, wherever that was, whether it was in banking, which we focused on, or whether it was in commercial real estate. Um, we had this notion a lot of services could be delivered virtually. Uh, put together a system to basically personify it. It took a forklift truck to move it. It had a printer, a scanner, a card reader, a microphone, a video monitor, a computer. And we showed it at the um, Infotech Center in Dallas uh, in 95. And the, the back end of that whole thing was what really got me. And that was, if this works, and this was ISDN lines back in the day, uh, this is a, you know, use the call, you make the call, 30 cents to call New York, you know, per minute. <laughs> Today you call Hong Kong for zero per minute right. and have video. So my, my background has been from the telecom world, but getting back to this terminal, uh, I saw how people could work virtually because you could envision the application we built was, um, you're going to apply for a loan uh, and you're interacting with a screen. Uh, maybe it's a car loan. And then you need to talk to a loan officer who's somewhere far away and they can click and you have this one-on-one. -on -one. We actually sold that to a major credit union in Austin, Texas, University Federal Credit Union, or right out of the box. Uh, but what I perceived as the big barrier was how to process at the back end, all those calls. So we, we started focusing on switching and routing video as you would switch and route a, a phone call. Instead of it just being the phone and a caller ID, bringing up a screen of your account, this was going to bring up all of that, plus a video link where you could show and tell, you could upsell, you could do all sorts of things. And we were working, at the same time, we were looking for a really agile video conferencing software piece. And um, I got an email from Zoom announcing 1.0. And how when I clicked on it and saw what it was, you could embed a video link into your website and have an instant call. I thought, maybe they'd be interested in the switching and routing idea. So mm -hmm. in, in less well, you had than a pretty good run. You had a pretty good run with Zoom, right? Well, I, I was about to say, uh, I sent a link to uh, a text to Eric Huron, uh, who had been the founding engineer at WebEx and later became, you know, part of Cisco. And then he just started Zoom in 2011. So um, I, I was in, in 20 minutes, I had a, a live conversation with him and I was telling him what I thought would be an opportunity for us to work together. And um, he said, Okay, awesome. so I was able to uh, kind of shift gears. I put the whole what I termed the experience center, right? Not the call center on the back burner, and we started working on. on and and, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but we I want to get to Cliff real quick. But the photo that we just brought up—that's virtual Anna, where you had a, a concierge in the lobby of a Westin hotel in Silicon Valley. Tell us the date. Eric was still writing code over at, at uh, WebEx, okay? <laughs> That's when that date was. That was about 03, 02. Wow, wow. So what, and I have actually talked to Anna at that desk. The idea was you come off the elevator, you need help. 
Anna was 60 plus miles away. I said, what restaurants? Something would come out on the printer with a list of restaurants. Think of virtual concierge. And the reason that they did this is because Anna was pregnant, didn't want to do the commute oh, 20 years ago. Okay, so so this is not new stuff. And we're going to get to why after. Cliff, um, quick background. Sure. I think that my passion for this, you know, often as they do, comes from personal experience. So in 1980, um, I was working in New York City, um, left New York City to follow my wife to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I found myself there. And a couple of years later for the same company, I was running um, 13 offices with 120 people. And I was alone in Minnesota in a co-working space with a bunch of people. And I'd leave normally Monday morning and I'd come home you know, sometime Thursday or Friday after visiting offices and clients. And uh, a little bit later in my life, when I was CEO of a company that we had founded, a public company, um, I came home and there was a wanted poster for my two daughters that said, if found, you know, please return. Oh. <laughs> and that stayed with me. It was very strong. And I said, there's got to be a better way. There really does have to be a better way that we're not doing this. Um, and it's not like you're working less. You're just, it's the commute. It's the commute that killed all of us. So my co-look, that's it, Jim. It was killing. And, you know, and we all did it. We were road warriors. We, we made the best Absolutely. of it. But we said we need to have this sacrifice for whatever reasons. I don't want to you know, go too deep there. So um, like Steve and Skip, there became a passion of how did I do this, especially when I was in Minnesota, literally for years by myself with hundreds of people spread across the United States at that point. Um, and so, um, you know, fast forward, not as long as Steve and Skip, but about 10 years ago, I finally jumped into it and said, how do we have this co-presence? What do we love? We're, we're humans, we want to be connected and to have good teams, you really need to create an environment that has that human, you know, sort of connection. Right. So tell us about the, the illustration up in the corner. I mean, that's, that's a, a screenshot of your platform. Tell us a little bit about this. Sure. So the concept is, is actually very simple. Um, we all have a sense of being in an office and what you're seeing on the left there is an example of a Wheelow, you know, space. And that space, each person is represented with an avatar. So uh, my co-founder who sits in Munich, Germany, he and I, you know, sit together at a round table and we can be live at any point. And our colleagues, whether they're in the Ukraine, whether they're in Florida, we have somebody in Mozambique, we're all co-located here. And psychologically, we are our avatars. One of the things that happens in the brain is that when you have that and you are moving your avatar, I move to sit next to Philip or I move over to sit next to Amy, or we jump into a huddle room, you make that human connection. So what we're giving people is this question of situational awareness and yep. connection. Yep. And that's- And, and then when you start thinking about taking what Skip and Steve devoted their careers to and, and merge it with yours, and it gets less avatarish and more realistic, 
now we now we truly have made is this like maybe the metaverse i don't know i mean <laughs> you know I, 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 whatever we call it it's just going to allow people to connect technically virtually in ways never before imagined fair fair completely and i think it's all it, it this all comes together um you know and we will talk more about that about how those things come together but i think uh, as we get there, all of these passions that we've had are real and accessible. And I think, you know, we and others can truly change um, how, how we make the world, quite honestly, a much better place where we're connected and we feel that human connection. Right. Well, and, and I'll just tee it up now. Um, I'm looking at our list of questions. We're not going to get to like two of them. Okay. But, but that's okay because this was supposed to be the opening conversation of the conversation we're going to be having at Cortec in, in the middle of November, where you guys are going to have more time. You're going to, we're going to have a lot more pictures and illustrations about what technology you're talking about. So I just want to let everybody know, um, you know, this is just the beginning conversation. This is by no stretch the end of it. So let's take a brief break, um, hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. All right. Um, I, as I said, we're not going to get to all the questions. If you guys can do me a favor and answer this one in 15, maybe 30 seconds at most, because I want to get into a deeper conversation on another topic. Why is it taking so long? Steve, 30 seconds. Oh, it's the evolution of computing power uh, is number one. Number two is um, people are in... They, they live their life habitually. You know, this is how an economy is run, real estate, financing, cars. And so to ask to change something so radically, which is just embedded into our life, it's a difficult thing. COVID absolutely changed everything. Um, we went from conferencing one hour a week to seven hours a day. And so there, there, it, 10 years of digital transformation was crammed into a year and a half. Absolutely. And so we're, it's actually quite exciting. I think something amazing is going to emerge here for the whole world. It's going to get the world will get better because of this and lives are going to improve. But there's going to be a, a creative innovation period here for a few years to get there. And real estate and is going to be a part of it. Both residential is going to change and the commercial. Uh, commercial real estate as well is going to change as well to accommodate this this new evolution here. Skip, what's your thoughts on the on the, on the I time? I think it's thing? we've we've been too focused on technology and not on solutions, and it just be plain speaking about what you want to achieve, and then putting something together that you can try out and improve upon, rather than being you know like a, a paralysis from uh, analysis, which I think has been a plague in technology transformation from the get go. Uh, early on, I introduced interactive voice response. So a caller on the phone could use her keypad to access their account and get information, like their bank balance. Used to be you had to go down to bookkeeping between uh, 10 and 3 and make an appointment to look at your checking account. People don't remember that, but it's it's about seeing where the gaps are and applying technology. Right, let, let, let me give you a quick example. This technology is possible. Let's pick on the Fortune 25 companies, big companies, big budgets, changing the world. Have you, any of you ever gone to a website and it says, do you have any questions? Do you need some help? Would you like some assistance? And you click a button and you don't have to go 14 layers into a website that doesn't get to the answer. A pretty face pops up and says, can I help you? Right. Have you seen that yet? I still haven't. We're getting close. 20, 2022. 2022, yeah. a button on a website. That was the vision of WebRTC from about six, seven years ago. 
And frankly, no, we haven't seen that yet. And the technology absurd. is to do it. We're Absolutely do it. absurd. The technology is here. You could, you could do it with Teams or Zoom. And, and we still haven't done something as basic as a virtual receptionist on a website. And if one's busy, to, to Skip's point, you can route it to another one. They can be all over the globe, different time zones. Absurd that we have not accomplished that in 2022. You can say I'm a little passionate about this topic. <laughs> the first, first thing I saw was uh, Kindle Fire. They, uh, when Amazon came out with, they had a campaign where you could do that very thing, but it was one way. Uh, right. That I thought, man, th this is this is going to open up the floodgates. In fact, there's a video on Yahoo Financial that I've got in my archives, going back to that creating uh, video commerce in the 21st century that talks about the breakthrough that this means. And that was about what, how, six years ago, maybe? And it, it, it's dormant. So Cliff, I'm not gonna have you finish that question because I wanna get to another couple, one or two. So I'll start with you on this one. What impact does this have to commercial real estate, office, towers, buildings, everything we knew growing up? I, I think it's um, unprecedented. Um, as we discussed, um, there's 97 billion square feet of office space out there. And we have that it's going to drop utilization on a daily basis, somewhere between 20 and 30%, that people won't be coming in to use that space. And that we're going to have CFOs who want to save money. We are going to have HR people who want to give employees choice and employees who want choice, and then we're going to have climate issues. So it's going to be an enormous reduction in the demand. And then the other piece I would, I'm sorry, Jim, you had a question. Yeah, Go yeah, on. yeah. You had said something before we okay. got on about the, the square footage. Can you, yep. can you run that? Yeah, there's 97 billion square feet of office space in the United States alone. We need to transform that 97 billion to the cloud. Everything went to the cloud. How do we work like we're in the office when we're virtually apart? And I think let's it's be, the let's biggest be, transformation. Yeah. And let's be clear, we're not saying we don't need offices because we need places to collaborate. We need places as humans to get together. But if we're gonna choose that, it's gonna be smart. It's gonna take into consideration commute times and global warming. And it's also going to need a rethink, a refresh of what those offices look like with all of your technologies, correct? Right, because what Steve and I, what we're all doing, not everyone will be in the office on every day. And we all need to be able to participate equally in that. And that's the thing we have to embrace um, in our thinking. Ian, can you bring up the picture of uh, Steve's um, immersive office experience? Because uh, Steve, speak to this, please. Uh, this is, well, this is this is the immersive. Uh, uh, we're looking at the real estate where people go. I, I'm starting to use the word now collaboration destinations. It's not that there's not going to be real estate and there's not people are not going to go into the office, all that. What it is, is we need to make the, the office experience more attractive for people. And so uh, I was thinking about taking that uh, kind of a play on the word from entertainment destination to a collaboration destination. Um, we're coming in there because the environment itself is transformable. And uh, this was actually a case study that we did in our own demo facility. And this is only one small part of the building, but 30 projectors, display systems, holographic display systems. 
and the entire building was run like a like a, a show. So we had one major corporation come in and they walked in and even though it's a $50 billion, $100 billion company, they said, our entire in business, we don't have anything that looks like this. And then the next day, someone else comes in from another major company, we press a button, and all of a sudden, we're immersed in their product and their brand and all of that. And so um, it was great when uh, we had um, uh, a museum come in, a, a very famous museum, but I won't mention it. And they walked in and we just pressed the button. We already had created the entire show, the lighting, everything. And they said, this is better than our museum. Brilliant. I mean, guys, I am so excited to have you coming to Cortec. It, and it's a much smaller event than our, our real common IBCon. It's designed by intent to be smaller, lock the door, roll up the sleeves, get smart people like you with some senior level real estate people uh, in Silicon Valley from around the country to hack some of this stuff out. And, and I, so we only got about a minute more skip. Um, what do you tell somebody watching this? What's their Monday morning assignment? I think you've got to look at this as a blend of uh, technology and humanity and how people can work and perform better at higher levels and be less stressed out, save money. And you've talked several times about greening uh, and the climate crisis. This speaks to that in with a bullhorn. We've got to do these things for our own survival. So think about how that applies to your organization and your employees and you as an individual. Yeah. Cliff. I think that the people in that, in that corporate real estate um, have the most significant opportunity to change how the business operates, to, to, to make these employee experiences and how they interact with customers. And I think what they have to do is say, I'm not just about brick and mortar. I've got to think holistically, and I can do that by partnering with other people in the company, in the industry. And that means corporate real estate has to be living in the same room as IT, because if IT is looking for immersive experiences and corporate's looking for physical experiences, that doesn't work. They have to be collaborative in the same room, correct? Correct. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Steve, final thoughts. Collaboration destinations and creating life-size people with eye gaze sitting on the other side of your table in your corporate offices and in your home offices and creating the edge. The edge is what will become central in the future. And then um, the corporate campus itself will become a destination for people to want to go to, not because yeah. they have to go to. Have to. And right. so this is all thinking about psychology and how it all interacts. <laughs> Well, I remember when I first started my career, I went into the office because that's where the conference room was. That's where my file cabinet was. And, and that's where I met people and had experiences. Well, guess what? Files are up in the cloud. Conference rooms are up in the cloud. That $100,000 photocopier that I used to have to go use, you know, that's what drew me into the office. Now, immersive experiences in these environments are going to be what's going to draw people back in. I, I, I agree. Guys, you can obviously see we can go on this topic for hours. Let's prepare for the next conversation at Cortec. Thank you not only for today, but thank you for your careers. Thank you for your lifelong dedication to this. Um, you are very much appreciated. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Cheers. See you in a bit. Cheers. All right. With that, um, we are running in short of time. Let's bring on Howard to do the news. Howard, as you can tell, that was a very, very good conversation. And I'm sorry if I took a little bit of your news time, but uh, let me get out of here and you can go for it. 
Oh, thanks, Jim. And really an honor having you guys, Steve, Skip, Cliff. Topic couldn't be timelier, especially with the effectiveness of today's hybrid office uh, technologies now coming under scrutiny uh, from a lot of the corporate uh, uh, strategists that I speak with. So thank you for a very compelling conversation, which will continue at Cortec. So on to the news. Like every Thursday morning, we publish a weekly news briefing. It consists of the lead story. And we aggregate some of the most relevant, interesting news stories that are focused on tech automation innovation for commercial corporate real estate from around the world. So for this segment, I'm just going to highlight a couple of the uh, uh, stories from this week's edition. So uh, every Friday on this show, we speak with some very interesting subject matters as we are today. Last week was all about augmented virtual and extended reality. Had a great panel uh, and a great discussion on shared trends and industry best practices. Uh, we've talked about virtual tours, facilities maintenance, con uh, construction si simulations, data visualizations, and how they're all being applied to enhance experiences for tenants, contractors, building engineers, and others. So uh, this week's article, look for a link to this fascinating 30-second, 30 30-minute 30 segment uh, in this week's news briefing. Get, get caught up on where we are today and where we're headed with these powerful visual technologies. So for those of you who've attended Realcom Ivycon anytime since 2012, you may recall that we feature Smart Building Best Practice Showcase, where we bring in 30 plus real estate execs representing some of the most iconic smart building projects from around the world. And then they, they come and they mix with the attendees in a highly interactive poster session. We've memorialized over the year hundreds of buildings and portfolios and showcase product uh, profiles. And every week now we're sharing one of these projects in our weekly news briefing. This week, we're spotlighting a new project, 17XM Skanska USA, now under construction and will deliver 334,000 square feet of trophy space, trophy office and 12,000 square feet, ground floor retail in Washington's DC core. Uh, there's a lot in this, uh, in this project and their state-of-the-art network strategy, building systems, access control, building management, 10 facing platforms, all contribute to the end game, a resilient, functionality, healthy environment, seamless tenant movement, optimized space utilization, neighborhood uh, connectivity, uh, and their design approaches that resulted in uh, 17XM becoming the first smart score uh, certified building in North America. So look that one up. Next, right in line with today's show, uh, Google actually started playing with uh, doing some internal testing of holographic video chats at some of their offices in something called Project Skyline. It uses holographic displays to video chat with remote coworkers, very similar to what Steve has been showing today. We're keeping, so we're keeping a close eye on all these holographic technologies. We're gonna be showcasing best in class examples at our upcoming Cortec conference in San Jose next month. So uh, if, if you wanna get connected to this, uh, to this topic, be there, uh, it, it, uh, it, it will be amazing. Um, on the energy front, NASA developed a system for cooling electronics in outer space that now can be leveraged, it looks like, to charge electric cars and theoretically could facilitate superfast charging of electric cars in just five minutes. Uh, the problem with superfast charging has been historically that cables have to carry a lot more current, creating more heat and risk of overheating. And this new system uh, can completely eliminate, eliminate that problem and risk of overheating which would make the five minute charge almost as quick as a gap fill up at the gas station. And that kind of user experience could ultimately make a big difference in mass adoption. And then finally, Wired Score scored big by certifying the first commercial buildings in the Middle East through its Wired Score and Smart Source certifications. 
they assess uh, digital connectivity and smart building capabilities with a goal of helping incentivize better connected, more converged IP-centric buildings that can deliver the high quality of services that today's tenants demand. And in addition to buildings like Empire State and the Shard in London, they're now working with Brookfield on ICD Brookfield Place in Dubai, along with seven buildings in Mashireb, downtown Doha, Smart City on Smart Score certifications. Today, Wired Score is certified over 800 million square feet, prime real estate with 36 countries. So uh, I know we're running real short on time. I'm going to wrap it up. That's it for me today. Everyone, great job, have a great weekend. And back to you, Jim. Awesome. Sorry to rush so much, but uh, we just crammed a lot into this episode. So thank you for your uh, wonderful work, not just presenting it, but finding those great stories. So let's take a brief break. I'm going to come back and tell you a little bit about next week's show. All right. Boy, I got to say thank you to our uh, guests today off the charts, not just because they're smart today, but they've been doing this for 20 25, 30 years, they're devoted, they're dedicated, they're smart, and uh, and the results of their hard work are, are muchly appreciated. Uh, our sponsors and, of course, our great team who puts RealCom live together. So next week, you've heard us talk a little bit about Cortec. Um, we haven't done it in two years because of the pandemic. Uh, RealCom and IBCon kept going through the pandemic, amazingly, but Cortec did not. So we intentionally designed the event to be smaller this year, get our footing back, get back to those core innovators you know, in the corporate real estate facilities and workplace world. We've got an incredible group of people coming, some of the biggest names in the industry with some of the best practices that still a lot of people haven't seen. So we're excited about that. And we also at Cortec had always done tours, which means we put some people in buses before or after the event and take them. Silicon Valley's got a variety of great spaces, some of the best innovation in the world going on in the built environment. So this year, Unbelievable. I don't even know how this got pulled off, but uh, um, Google has agreed to let a small group in to see their brand new campus um, with you know COVID coming out of COVID restrictions. It's not easy to get folks in there. And Mark Golan, the VP and COO uh, of the Real Estate Investment and Development Group at Google, longtime friend of the Realcom community, has agreed to get us in. He's going to have three or four of his peers there walking those folks through the through the project. And then Sarah Verlander, Winterstorm, the director of workplace strategy over at LinkedIn, uh, is going to do the same at the LinkedIn headquarters. So we have got two phenomenal tours. And next week's Realcom Live, we're going to invite these two folks to give a little sneak preview of what a very few small group of people are going to be able to see in person uh, when they come to Cortec next month. So with that, thank you to all of you for listening. And I appreciate um, your time. And uh, hopefully we're delivering you some really interesting, uh, valuable information as relates to the intersection of commercial corporate real estate, technology, and innovation. You all have a great day, great weekend, and we will see you next week on RealCom Live. Be well.